Hey there, lady. My name is Molly Conley, and I'm devoted to helping women reinvent their love lives, whether that's after divorce, dating on and off the apps, or in their committed relationship. Why? Because I've been there. I'm a former college athlete who filed for divorce three years into marriage, swam in the online dating pool into my late 30s, and now I am married to the man of my spreadsheet dreams who I met four months before the world shut down. As a dating and relationship coach, I help my clients shift the focus from being obsessed with finding Mr. Right to shifting to herself as Miss Right Now. We build a foundation filled with clarity, connection, and confidence, knowing she is worth waiting for. Each week on the podcast, I'll bring you love life insights and savvy guests where you will receive the courage to release programmed limiting beliefs. Discover patterns and behaviors restricting you from finding and attracting quality men and ways to choose yourself first so you can build a foundation for a healthy relationship with yourself and a partner. Hey ladies, I know it's not my typical Tuesday episode drop, but I just had to come on and record Yesterday was such a wonderful and magical day. I had five client calls and each and every one of them was so powerful. I am utterly grateful to be in these women's lives and do what I feel called to do. And honestly, I swear, (laughs) I swear these ladies must know each other or like, talk about their coaching experiences because most of them want to work on the same themes. And one of those is communication and how to better communicate, you know, with their partners or even just in their dating life. A common thread within this theme though, isn't just learning how to communicate, but how to express their emotions and feelings in a conversation. And the inability or confusion on how to communicate or express our emotions comes from how we were raised flat out. Not going to lie here. If you were raised in a household where there was a lot of yelling, fighting, or even just silence, you might not know how to express or show quote unquote positive emotions or feelings. If you were raised by parents or family members who thought it was completely absurd to talk about your emotions, your feelings, or even ask for your needs, you might not be able to speak to these with your partner. And it can even go as far as like expressing the needs and wants that you have in your career to like to your manager. Yes, it does flow into multiple areas of your life. And so One thing to know is that when we were children and children in general learn through actions and then by words, this is why I fully believe in learning how to walk your talk, but back to the emotions part, if you were raised in any of those situations or anything similar, you may even have a difficult time recognizing your emotions. So in today's episode, I'm going to share a way that you can practice recognizing, feeling, and locating your emotions. Here's why this is important. It's going to help you develop self-trust and your intuition. It's going to help you determine what relationships you want to be in. 
It will help you figure out if this guy is really who you want to be with. It will help you develop better awareness in situations. It will help you communicate your needs and wants, but to also have a why behind them. Eventually, we're going to save that for another podcast episode. And it will help you communicate with your partner and other significant relationships in your life. Now, after all my calls yesterday, I didn't think, oh, I should just create a podcast about this. No, I decided to do this as I was swimming this morning. If you haven't listened to the previous podcast episodes, if you haven't been to my website or followed me on Instagram for a while, or even haven't been a client, I used to be a college swimmer. And recently I decided that I'm going to slowly start training again to compete at the U S masters short course nationals at Indianapolis in June, 2024. So this lady needs to get back in shape if she wants to hit some of her goals. So with that said, I noticed a specific part of my stroke. The timing was off. My catch was off. If you are a swimmer, you know what I mean? So I decided to do some of my favorite drills. That's when this hit me. You may have heard me say this before. Notice what you notice. I haven't fully explained how to start doing this. Yes, I've mentioned reflection, but that's only part of it. If you have ever been an athlete or better yet, to be honest, an individual athlete, meaning like you're not a basketball player or whatnot, but someone who competed or competes in an individual sport like gymnastics, swimming, track, etc., you possibly have a deeper sense of what I'm about to discuss. This is primarily because you literally don't have to focus on other people. Well, for the most part. You only have to focus on what you are doing and not having to react to others. You might be thinking, where the hell is she going with this? Well, I'm almost there. I promise (laughs) as a swimmer, and this might be completely opposite from what non-swimmers would assume women typically, well, at least in high school and college for me, I guess, didn't shave their legs in season. I know. It sounds gross to some people, but honestly, the freedom of not having to shave my legs is amazing. I don't think Brad likes it in the wintertime, but whatever, you know, it's my legs. (laughs) Anyways, when it came to conference and even nationals, I would shave down. That's months, September to March of skin that has yet to feel soft and smooth. That skin feels different in the water. It feels different when you're wearing a compression suit. It feels different when you are sprinting through the water, when you have been fully rested after months of beating and challenging your body, your mind, and your limits. This is the same sort of practice with notice what you notice. One, the one change of shaving my legs completely would shift my entire experience. I was extremely more aware of my body in the water. And that's what I'm going to start teaching you today. Now, honestly, before we get started, I want to make sure to note to not do this while, or try to do this at all while you're driving, operating any sort of item that needs your direct attention 
including if you're around children or if you need to be fully aware of your surroundings. You can continue to listen. Just return to this podcast episode or this part of the podcast to practice, you know, when you can be fully present and possibly even just alone. I also recommend that if you can take out a notebook or a journal so you can pause this when you need so that you can fully experience this practice in the moment. Okay. So when you can, I would like you to take a moment to get very still. Locate a piece of clothing that you are wearing and notice one area of your body, like your wrist, your elbow, the back of your neck, the inside of your knee, somewhere very specific and somewhat small. And notice how the clothing feels on that part of the body. Sit here for a minute to describe to yourself how it feels on your skin. Rough, smooth, scratchy, light, warm, cold, soft, heavy, any word that comes to mind. Pause here if you need a little bit more time. Now this is one for you to practice when you can go outside. Become still and quiet. Use the sense of touch to feel the breeze, to feel the sun, to feel the rain. Feel these slight changes on your body. Notice what comes up for you. Is it an emotion? Is it a thought? Is it a feeling? Note it down and let that pass. When you think or feel that you got this part down, we're going to throw in some visualization, which is one of my favorite tools for anything in life. I want you to think back to the last moment you felt deeply relaxed, deeply relaxed. Take a deep breath if you have to. What did your body just do? Did your shoulders drop? Did your legs feel like they almost became lighter? Whatever it is, Note these sensations and pause this episode right here if needed. Next, when you think of the word relax, where do you feel it in your body? You might feel it in your chest as an expansive breath. You might feel it wash over you from the back of your head and down your back. Note these as well and pause the episode. Now we are going to go into words that are more related to relationships, but before we do determine which practice worked better for you, was it the visualization or it was thinking of a feeling? If you don't know, try both of these. 
I want you to pick a moment where you were happy. Maybe the most recent, so you can fully immerse yourself in that moment. I want you to stay there for a few seconds. If you can, close your eyes. I want you to take a deep breath in for three counts, hold for one, and then out for four. Ready? One, two, three, hold, and breathe out. One, two, three, four. Push that breath all the way out. Continue to breathe normally. What sensations are you feeling in your body? Acknowledge and focus on them. Stay in that sensation. And when you're ready, write the sensations down. Pause here if you need a moment. Next, I want you to think back to that moment where you were happy. Where does happy live in your body? Is it the same location where you had the sensations from the visualization? Giving you some time so that you can feel where happy is located in your body. It might not be the same place as the sensations from the visualization, but note it regardless. As you continue to practice this process of notice what you notice, you'll be able to pick up what emotions you feel physically in specific areas of your body. The more you practice this, it will become second nature to you and it will happen in real time. This is when you will be tapping into your intuition and building it over time. And honestly, people experience intuition in different ways. For example, mine was always in my gut and then it moved to different areas of my body. At this time, I'm working on the thoughts, aligning with the sensations to develop a deeper sense of knowing. Some people start off with the thoughts. And honestly, these could be those who aren't connected to themselves emotionally or physically as others. And that's okay because as you practice, your body will start picking up on these. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. It was spur of the moment for me, and I'm planning to do more of these, hopefully to come out on Thursdays, (laughs) but then I guess they aren't spur of the moment. Next week, I have Maria Ganowski joining me to talk about dating and anxiety. Maria gives you tips on how to prepare yourself for a date, calming yourself during a date. And of course, we share some personal stories from the before, during, and after of being anxious when dating. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing the Arena podcast. If you loved this episode or even the podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify. It helps more ambitious women like yourself find this show and learn how to have a healthy relationship with themselves and a partner they love. Until next time, remember to believe in yourself that you were meant for a better relationship. 
not only with fully knowing and loving yourself for who you are, but knowing that there's a man out there for you. You're not too picky. You're not too much. You are enough. And the right man knows this too. Okay, so it's no surprise, but I love sharing personal stories with you ladies, and this one includes a product. In 2021, I tried dry January for the first time, and it was tough. Fast forward to 2022, and I thought it was going to be easier, but it wasn't. I couldn't find anything, literally anything that tasted good to replace my favorite cocktail or a glass of wine. So for months, I was still looking because I wanted something to replace the beverage whenever I wanted. Then moment appeared and I fell in love. It's a botanical water, either still or sparkling with no artificial flavors, no caffeine and no added sugar. Instead, they have refreshing fruit flavors, healthy botanicals and adaptogens. Some of my favorite flavors are blueberry ginger, spiced mango and blood orange. I always keep them on hand for those nights when I like to sip a cocktail or have a glass of wine, but rather not deal with any of those side effects of alcohol. You know what I'm talking about, the headache, the dehydration, the horrible night's sleep, the hangover, and whatever else may come your way. If you're looking for an alcoholic replacement for a dry January or just because, check out Moment. Here's some fun facts. 1% of all their sales goes to mental health nonprofits, and they were on Shark Tank. If you want to give them a try, use my promo code reinventingthearena at checkout for 15% off. The link is in the show notes.